Welcome back to Going Long on First. It is Super Bowl week. We are here, ladies and gentlemen. Jeremy Owen, we have finally made it to the ultimate game. To the big finally. game. To the NBA trade deadline, right. We oh, are yes. all that's, waiting that's for the That's the day. day we've been waiting for. That's all Jeremy has been talking about since we've done this pre-pod. It's pretty much trade deadline okay. and what the Sixers did. And all that junk, and I'm like, I don't care. It's Super Seth, Bowl week. We're we're winning the chip, but anyways, continue. Well, you know what? When they get to the chip, we can talk about it then. How's that sound? We'll talk about JoJo winning MVP in the chip, but yeah, yeah, okay, Until whatever, then. whatever. Not what this podcast is about, okay? All right, but before we get to the big game, there's some news, some updates over the last week. Uh, that we'll we'll get to first, uh, and then we'll get to uh, Owen's prop bets. It'll be good. That'll be a good time. Good time. All right, let's start with some updates to the coaching hiring uh, that's happened over the last week plus. Um, I think all their all the teams have their new guy now, right? Every team is uh, filled. I'm pretty sure. Uh, not officially. Kevin O'Connell is the well, only one okay. waiting in the wings, but yes, yes. Unofficially, yes. He uh, He's pretty much locked in, but yeah, you're right. You're right. He's the only one who hasn't put pen to paper, as they say. Correcto. Otherwise, we have Dennis Allen to the Saints, staying in-house, which is probably the only thing they could afford. Uh, Lovey Smith to the Texans, which we'll definitely jump into. Mike McDaniels to the Dolphins, and then our favorite guy, Owen, Rich Basaccia, the new Packers special teams coordinator. The Packers special teams just got a whole lot more gabagool, if you know what I'm saying. Richie Pison. Wait. They're going to be getting letters every other week, all those special teams guys. I hope so. And uh, from everything I've heard about – Mr. Bisacha. Uh he's actually he's actually a dick. Like he's a big old dickhead, but he loves you at the same time. That's uh straight call from, that tough love Owen. Straight from bussing with the boys and Will Compton. He's like he's he's an asshole, but he he'll love you for sure and he'll make you play for him. Let, let's start there. Let's let's start there. We'll kind of work our way back. So Ritz Bisaccia to the Packers, special teams coordinator. I don't know an official deal on that. I don't think it was ever announced because he's just special teams guy. Yeah. You just got to assume it's really, it's a lot of money probably, uh, which that's what everybody predicted uh, seeing how he was an interim head coach, very successful in that time. Uh, The Raiders loved him there. Sad to see him go. I I heard that some players were even upset that they didn't bring him back. Um, So we're hoping we're getting a great guy in um in green bay with Basaccia, i i'm excited you know special teams for the packers has been pretty deplorable over the years probably the past decade pretty much and now yes. they're bringing in one of the most successful special teams coordinators for quite some time i'm excited i we're gonna have a nice turnaround there i you know if you look at his overall stats through the years, he's a long time. I think he's been doing special teams pretty much on and off since 2002 with the Bucks uh, when he was first with. I think it was probably Gruden's coaching 
regime at that point was when Bisaccia was promoted up. Um, they haven't been like, he's never had like top units, you know, like it's always been pretty solid, pretty here and there. The thing about it is though, Packers needed to do this just to show that they cared because uh, Lafleur just nonstop through the season was asked about firing Drayton. He'd always say, no, we're not thinking about that right now, which, you know, just kind of almost kind of paints a picture that you didn't care that much. You could argue. Now that that's over, you pretty much get a guy who should be a head coach right now as your second guy on the uh, sideline, which which was obviously is he a, is he also assistant head coach? Was he labeled that or no? I didn't is he just see that. special teams coordinator. I I could see that in spirit at least, just for all the people that have left the coaching staff. So it would make sense. Um, obviously Barry's has ingratiated himself, but just being in full charge of the defense. So I could see coach Richie having a big hand. Richie Pazan. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Uh, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. The Packers, like you said, I mean, yeah, they, he hasn't like had by far and away, like the best special teams out there, but you know what he'll bring, he'll bring consistency and he'll bring just just a turnaround like the i mean the last game of the year i talked about it forever on that pod those kind of things most likely will not happen anymore you would hope at least you would hope you would hope that's uh and i hope as much as i love mason crosby i also hope we get a new kicker uh okay oh well that's time okay now you're thinking emotionally there's some hot takes coming in Hey, now, not that it's not a popular take. I don't mean to say that, but it is a hot, hotly debated amongst uh, Packers fandom. You know, whether Rodgers should even come back, whether Crosby should come back, whether. Well, that, that's a hot take in itself. Crack. We won't go there. Well. But yeah, I get what you're saying, Owen. I get what you're saying. But uh, hopefully brighter days ahead for the Packers special teams at this point. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right. Uh, Jeremy stepped away for a minute, but uh, he'll be back nonetheless. And we will, um, we're just going to keep plugging away. We'll save Lovey Smith for when he returns. Let's, let's go back to Dennis Allen. Nothing super surprising there. Uh, just kind of touch on that for a minute. This is probably really the only logical choice they had the saints, right? I mean, Dennis Allen has been their DC for the last few years. I mean, it's done a great job. Saints defense has been amazing. Uh, but with their, with their cap the way it is and all that stuff, Dennis Allen makes sense as their new head coach, uh, but with a lot of question marks, especially on that offense uh, with wide receiver and running back, Alvin Kamara, I assume with all the legal trouble that just happened, that'll kind of get swept under the rug for the most part. Um, but still, quarterback is a big issue. Uh, say. Does this change anything for the Saints at all, Dennis Allen? It's probably not going to change. It's probably going to change the least out of all the uh, all these new guys. Regimes. Not that you know losing Sean Payton isn't a big deal, but just the culture, in a sense. We'll see what the offense does, but um, that that organization will be continue to be ran like a Saints organization that we all know. And that is true. Knowing uh, 
Noel. Um, it'll just be the quarterback is always going to be the biggest thing there, just being in the wake of Drew Brees still. Uh, let's see what happens. Are we still playing a tight end at quarterback, Seth? Uh, the Saints, probably at this point, they are. Is Jameis Winston still under contract? Mm, uh, if he is, it's probably one of those voidable type things, but I think it is a one year. I mean, like I mentioned before, he didn't play terrible last year. He wasn't terrible. I mean, you know, he got hurt pretty early on. I, what, he played not even half the year maybe? Close to half? Uh, you know, he played well. Nothing spectacular, but, you know, solid. Um, it gives them a shot. I I don't know. They Saints are in a lot of trouble, I think. I mean, people talk about the Packers and the cap situation they're in. The Saints are that much worse that much worse not good for the saints but uh good luck to them good luck to dennis allen round two for him as a head coach uh see if he can do any better than last time all right uh shall we jump to good old mike mcdaniels in miami welcome to miami they said welcome to miami Miami. and he welcomed it mike mcdaniels (laughs) i love this you just had to know that was going to be a great opening press conference. Well, yeah, you have to do it, right? I feel so welcomed, guys. I just hope you say the lyrics after it now. It's just – it's part of it. It's part of it. Uh, the only thing that would have made this better is if uh, Will Smith was there for it. Anyways. <laughs> He's singing the national anthem, actually. Oh, he is. Who is singing the national anthem? Uh, Mickey Guyton. I don't know, but we're getting there. I'm still in Super Bowl prop mode, so just keep it rolling. Okay, my bad, my bad. Didn't want to interrupt the flow going on there. <laughs> I no, I interrupted it. <laughs> Continue. Uh, Mike McDaniel, the um, OC for the Niners, really just just let just this year, right? This was his first year as OC. Correct. He was he's been with the Niners for a few years, but uh elevated to to OC. You know, they did well despite some deficiencies at the quarterback position. Um yeah, I mean it, it's this is kind of the direction the league is going. I mean, how old is he? He's pretty young, right? He's what Sean McVay age or so? 23. He's 23, youngest head coach in history. Uh he's Ever. 38, thank you. Just looked it up. Uh, it's pretty young. I think Sean McVay is still younger, uh, but not by much. Um, that's the direction we're going. Is this, uh, I guess I'll throw the question out there for this. I mean, you know, being only a one year OC, is he a product of Shanahan? I mean, is he, does he have any chance of success in Miami with Tua? He said Tua is his guy, right? He said that when he came in for the most part. He's Seth, got I want to take this confidence first. in Tua. I want to take this first. I assume that's what got him the job is the fact that he's a Tua guy. Um, that was kind of what was going on in Miami is why Flores was let go is that he was not all Initial in on reports, Tua. Yes. Yep. And uh, to, uh, Miami seems to be all in on Tua. So, I mean, bringing in a coach that is all for that guy, I think that's huge. And I mean, he seems to be. He might be a product of Shanahan, but I mean, if he can bring in some of that Shanahan running game, I mean, he could save that Miami offense. That's kind of been their, their, their weak point for the last two years is running the ball. 
Um, I just wanted to play something real quick. This guy had a press conference. He's still in San Francisco. What is it about Debo? What's up, man? Mike Jones, let's go. What's up? What is it about Debo? Amazing. Mike Jones, <laughs> let's go. But no, um, definitely a younger guy. You hope he's got some of that Shanahan uh, running scheme in him. Bootleg out, roll quarterbacks, you know, play action to set, run to set up the play action. I mean, that's what Tua needs for, for the next year because he seemed to be progressing pretty slow. But there's there's weapons there. Um, and the thing about it is those Shanahan running games, I mean, you can take anybody and get, you know, 100-plus yards out of them, it seems like. And those Shanahan yeah. running games, can they can make anybody a 1,000-yard rusher. So if he brings some of that over to Miami, I think Miami's going to be a problem in the East. But it's definitely – I don't think it's going to be a, a quick thing. I think it'll probably be a two-year, three-year before they really start showing some progress. You think so? It's just coming back to this Miami team now, thinking about it. It's just you felt there's so much promise under Flores and what he was able to do for two and a half years or two years, whatever it was. And it's just it feels like a total makeover when it wasn't necessary. So I'm curious on what. On um, what, especially that defense. I mean, he was a defensive mastermind. Miami's defense was pretty good in their two years with him. Uh, I'd be curious what happens on the defensive side of the ball, especially um, because because of Flora's direction there. I mean, you would hope offensively they get better, which is where they struggled a bit. Uh, yeah, maybe he can actually develop Tua. But yeah, you're right. I mean, if they can get an established strong run game and just kind of let Tua slowly progress. I mean, that's that's a quarterback's best friend, too, other than the tight end, of course, is a strong running game, which is how got the Rams got to the Super Bowl just a few years ago when Jared Goff, it was defense and it was the running game and play action, of course. But all right, let's get to the most questionable hiring. Lovey Smith to the Houston Texans. This was an interesting one, definitely. What are so, we thinking Seth, here? Was it interesting or was the fallout that came from it that was interesting? I, I would say both. The, the high, to me, the hire is interesting. Um, I mean, I, I get where you're going with that, uh, the fallout and kind of the reaction to it and po possibly why he was hired. Um when there was rumblings that they pretty much had their guy locked in and then the whole Flores happened and then they switched, switched lanes there. Uh, but he was in Houston for one year as their DC last year. And uh, if I remember right, Houston had one of the worst defenses in the league. Uh, so it's not like he, um, you know, let a, let a strong Impressed. defense. And he, he, uh, he hasn't been a head coach for, you know, six years. And even then he wasn't real wasn't successful. I think he was in the I mean, college winning, ranks, right, for a few years? For, correct. He had a winning record in the NFL, though. Like, he he wasn't bad, but he was He was kind of similar to um, Cincinnati, Marvin Jones, or Marvin Lewis. Very yep, similar okay. to that. Um, I think he's a culture guy, which is what Houston needs. Um he was already in the building, so he understands what's going on there. I'm not going to completely tear it down 
Um, the thing about it is I will say that uh, Houston very clearly has a PA issue where like people are getting out and saying things like there's something going on there. Um, Cause it seems like there's a leak every other day with this whole situation. Now, allegedly they had a really good interview with the Allegedly they had a really good interview with um, Jonathan Gannon, um, Flores. And then, I mean, no one was really making any rumblings of lobby being part of their interview, you know, their search, but I mean, it, in a team that doesn't really have a lot to hang their head on other than, you know, their pervert of a quarterback. I mean, it's, how do you get mad at it? You, you promote a guy from within and that guy from within, within had a winning reg- record in the NFL and he's got a reputation for kind of being a motivator at least, you know, and, uh, if you give Luffy, Lovey the range, you got to think he's going to build you a pretty good defense. I mean, he did in Chicago for years. Um, and it did seem like Houston, as far as their coach search, was very defensive-minded. I mean, the only big name they were interviewing that wasn't a defensive guy was Eric Bieniemy. So I'm not going to totally tear it down. I think it's a good, a good hire. I think Lovey's a better coach than a lot of people are giving, you know, props to. Um He's a safe hire there for sure, obviously being internal. But uh, the fallout from it looks ugly, that's for sure. What do you say to uh, the reports that came out that Josh McCown was pretty much their guy locked in, uh, and then this, and then the Brian Flores thing happened, like I mentioned, and then they turned, uh, they, like I said, changed directions and, and went to Lovey Smith. So there, there was a lot of connections to Josh McCown. Um, former backup quarterback who has no coaching experience, really, uh, let alone head coaching experience. Uh, he was the reports. No, these were just reports. I don't know if they were ever, you know, proved or whatnot. Um, but reports came out that he was pretty much their guy. And then they changed directions last minute, uh, to, uh, maybe look like the good guy in this, I guess. I don't know. I'll say this. The McCown stuff had been coming out for a while because I've, I've seen a lot of that on Eagles Twitter. Obviously, McCown last really played, you know, really made waves in the NFL with the Eagles in the playoffs. Not that he did anything, but he played his only playoff game in Philly. Um, I don't know how much, how real that was. You know what I mean? Like, what what looks worse for Houston? Um you bring in a guy that's got no coaching experience at all, just retired as a quarterback and you just hire him as your head coach. Does that look worse or the follow that's come from this lobby stuff that they just kind of switched gears because of this whole, you know, Rooney rule stuff. Honestly, I think if they would have hired McCown regardless, I think that looks terrible. Like I think that looks terrible for any organization anywhere. Now here's the deal. Tom Brady retires from new England and new England goes, we're going to hire you as a head coach. I can get with that. The whole NFL can get with that. McCown, you can't do that with. You know what I mean? Um, I, a part of me doesn't believe it at all. Um, I think if, if anything, if they're real serious about that, like if that was really a thing, hire him on as a coordinator, offensive coordinator. I get it. I get it. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, Obviously, Lovey Smith looks better as a head coach than Josh McCown, who has no experience. 
I mean, Lovey Smith has had experience in the past. He's had success, like you mentioned. Um, I mean, he's got a tall task in, in Houston anyway. It still revolves two year and a half into this now, still revolves around Deshaun Watson. Uh, and if that will ever end. Owen, you have any thoughts on this uh, this interesting hiring? It definitely feels uh you know, and then maybe it's not, but it's just the timing kind of came out where it feels like it's a makeup hire for the, uh, the Flores lawsuit. Uh, some of the reports came out. Yeah. Just that you guys talked about it. Like if McCown had got hired uh, so out of the blue, out of nowhere, you know, it feels like they probably would have hired Flores before the lawsuit and then it didn't happen and then hiring McCown right away would have kind of been a bad look for the league and definitely Houston. So it almost feels like not that lovey isn't a capable head coach. I think he's a very safe pick at the head coaching spot. So I don't, you know, they could have done worse. That's all I'll say. And that worse probably would have been McCown, maybe give him a year at a decent, you know, role in the coaching staff and maybe he can step up and do it. But yeah, it was an interesting uh, couple days hearing the reports. Like, yep, it's definitely Flores. Yep, nope, it's now McCown. It's for sure McCown. Nope, we can't do McCown anymore. It's now it's Lovey, and then boom, he's hired. Like within a day of that report. So yeah. Oh, and I do want to make one comment of what you just said. I think Flores gets this job if not for uh, the lawsuit. And what's crazy is like. I actually really thought he was still going to get a job because he was one, he was probably one of the best candidates out there. I would personally have gone Doug over him. Um, Flores, you're just going off of recent recent stuff, you know. But um, I don't, I truly don't think he got blackballed. I don't think it's a situation like Kaepernick where people are just blatantly going, "We're not going to touch you. You're causing too many waves," you know. I think ultimately, if uh, if a team brings him in after this lawsuit. You, you maybe have issues among other teams. You know, you go to ownership stuff and you got problems that way. I don't think it was a black ball situation. I don't, and plus, I don't think Flores is done in the league. If Flores ends up being done in the league, it's because he ultimately takes that path. But if that guy still stays out there and tries to get a DC job or go for a head coaching job in a year or two, he'll, he'll get it. I have no doubt in my mind. You, you, you think he gets another shot? Owen, do you think he gets another shot? Uh, Flores? Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope so. Uh, the more it kind of drones along, it almost feels like, um, you know, Flores, like the lawsuit on Flores's end even was a little bit um, embellished just to, to make it, you know, a suitable lawsuit. So we'll see how it goes. If he kind of, if it kind of peters out and the NFL wins on it, uh, I'd, I'd imagine that maybe um, he skates back in the league later on years later but you know i i hope i hope i just hope everything resolves and we can all be a happy family again and have brian flores coaching a national football league team as he should be as he rightfully should be did you guys see one of the lines in his lawsuit after lovey got hired Negative. Oh God, I I don't think I have it saved. I, I think what also maybe hurts his lawsuit too is Hugh Jackson uh, coming back and saying, "Well, actually, they uh, they didn't give me money. They didn't offer me money to lose." So here's the deal. I, I think that hurts him a bit too. Hugh Jackson, 
he he'll never coach in the NFL again. Just the way he's gone about stuff since he's been out, um, I think he looks terrible, like terrible, terrible. Um, and honestly, listening to that guy talk when he's been on certain things as far certain different places I've heard him talk, I think to myself, you're you're not a head coach to me. That's that's kind of the way my head goes. Listening to Flores talk is very different. Now, I don't know if it was part of the lawsuit, but definitely one of his lawyers put out that basically Lovey getting hired was like a slap in the face and showing that he's getting blackballed. And the way it was phrased is that he's obviously a much better coach than Lovey. And it's like, well, that's actually not wrong. true. Well, you, you actually, don't think so? probably true when you look at, I mean, Lovey's actually went to a Super Bowl coached in the playoffs, you know, lasted more than two, three years. You know I mean? How can a guy that's barely coached in the NFL and had little to no success say that he's a better coach than the guy that's coaching the Super Bowl? You know what I mean? I mean, I, I get, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. I would definitely take Flores over Levy Smith. No doubt about it. I um, agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I, my, my thoughts on this is he's, I kind of lean toward Owen on this one with Flores. Uh, if he's not done completely, I think it's going to be a while, especially the longer this lawsuit drags out. Like it could be a couple years. I mean, sometimes these lawsuits drag out for years, not always, but sometimes. Um, I think owners, I talked about this before. We talked about this before where the, the demographics of the owners is a uh, favorite to one side over the other. And, um, why would these owners want to potentially bring in a headache? They they would define as a headache, and uh, and potentially be a part of a, another lawsuit. I'm not saying that that's the right way, but I'm saying that's probably a mentality of some owners out there right now. Is uh, they wouldn't right. want to touch a guy like this because he could potentially bring trouble to their organization if he doesn't play ball the way the owners want him to play ball. Do you agree with that though? Like, no, so I mean, absolutely not. No, I mean, I, I obviously am all with Brian Flores on this situation. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's a messed up situation and it's all been, it's, I mean, it, it, I mean, many people have admitted it now, obviously Goodell comes out and says, Oh yeah, it needs to change and all this blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I still don't think it'll change ultimately. I mean, maybe some minor differences, but I don't, so, I still don't see it. What I was asking you is, um, do you disagree with owners not wanting to bring somebody in that's got an active lawsuit against the NFL because of what would be, you know, ultimately a headache to deal with for your your PA team? You know, your your NFL, your players would be getting asked about it every single day. Like that's yep. that's a huge drift to bring on your organization. The most comparable thing to it is Kaepernick, and it takes me back to Kaepernick when it was like. Why, why is he not a second string quarterback somewhere? You know, he's obviously one of the most, one of the, you know, 64 most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. And it was like, well, at the end of the day, you want you, the, it's better off to not know who your second string quarterback is than to know who your second string quarterback is, you know, especially for something like that. Now a head coach is a little different because obviously you want to know who your head coach is because you want him to be a, a, a very talented coach. But at the end of the day, if I'm an owner, and if I'm looking for a head coach and I'm thinking I'm hiring for a coach for a, a certain reason, I'm not a good team. You know, the last thing I want to do is bring in something that's going to be 
I mean, a media circus all training camp long because there's a lawsuit out there. And then my players got to put up this and my team sucks. Like I could get why nobody'd want to touch that. Now I agree with you guys. I think Flores is one of the best 32 coaching candidates out there, but that's just my opinion. I, I probably wouldn't touch it either. Yeah. It, it, right now it's tough. It's, it's tough. Uh, it, it's hard. It, it's a messy situation. All right. Yes. Any, uh, anything else on this? Otherwise we'll keep her moving. Keep her moving. Eh? How you doing? Keep it moving. All right. Uh, let, let's go to everybody's favorite game this last weekend. Um, can, can either of you guess the, the everybody's favorite game from this past weekend? Uh, the Bucks um, beat the crap out of the Lakers during the week, so it wouldn't have been that one. Oh, and we were going the same way because I watched the Sixers play. God, they played a couple of games, and they beat up on a couple of teams. We're going the same direction with that. No idea, Seth. I'm talking about the Senior Bowl that happened on Saturday. Got it. You know, why didn't I think of that? It's draft season for most people. Just kidding. I mean, yes, it happened. Senior Bowl happened on Saturday. That's a future draft prospect right there. Um, no, I'm talking about the Pro Bowl that happened on Sunday. Another embarrassment, I think, is uh, lightly to say it. I was um, with family, and I was just like, they might as well turn this into a flag football game. No, we don't need to spend a lot of time on this. Really kind of wanted to throw it out to you guys. Like, what would be a better alternative at this point instead of uh, what this game is or isn't really anymore it's barely a game um i mean uh, what what do you turn it into it uh, flag football i say make it just a full flag football game at this point you know just give them some flags let them run around i mean pretty much what they're doing now there's no tackling no they there's didn't no, full out to hand touch yeah, it is it is i mean you guys have any thoughts on what would make this better? No, I mean, why Why would anybody play hard in this game? Basically just because free agency starts in a month, you know? Like, yep. you're, that's, you're playing against absolute monsters, the best of the best. So there's no chance um, that that happens for these stars. Everyone's way too money conscious nowadays and health conscious. So um, you maybe you just lean into the skills competition. Uh you know, it makes sense. Like I know the players love being around, you know, all those star players and messing around. I know they have a good time around there, especially when you're in Vegas. Uh, sorry, Alvin Kamara. Uh, but yikes. Yeah. Big yikes there. Um, the only player that, what was the, what was the meme, Seth? Wow. Uh, the only, geez, I feel terrible saying it. Uh, the only say it. player to hit somebody on Pro Bowl weekend. And it's the truth. Really? <laughs> hey, you were, you know what? I think Seth, you were the only one wrong. I think we, uh, Jeremy and I picked the AFC. Didn't the AFC win? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Didn't you, you picked the NFC. Did I? Yeah. Yikes. Well, <laughs> I'll take the loss on that one. Um, who won the, who won the skill showdown though? That's the more important question. Well, Parsons, you know, beat Tyreek Hill in a race. Like we all, uh, thought we thought would. would happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, why didn't um, we prop bet that one? No, sh- yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what skills were going to be going on. Yeah, that's guess, true. 
Dodgeball was kind of fun to watch. Dodgeball was fun to watch. I actually I got more out of the the, the skill showdown than it did actually out of the Pro Bowl itself. Yeah, for sure. Kirk Cousins kind of hilariously failing in the the quarterback thro- throwdown. Sounds like um, a Kirk coupons kind of deal. But uh, yeah, other than that, it's like you know I don't. No one watches. Well, that's the thing is too many people watch. That's why they keep playing it. Exactly. People so, watch and then they say, "I can't believe I watched this." And then next year they'll watch it again. I'll be on that same boat. I, I'm watching it too. I'm part of that terrible viewership. I say, I, I can't believe this is a game. And then I continue to watch it. Yeah. There's, there's zero chance this ever becomes a actual game again. Um, so I don't know what you do. Like, that's the thing is like the ML, MLB all-star game, NBA all-star game, they happen mid season, but they also much less chance of an actual like injury. Yeah. I mean, you could this. never do the pro bowl in the middle of the season. That would never in a million years happen. No. So, yeah, to me, turn it into a flag football game. Turn it into a full-skill sh- weekend and just do it that way. Have some fun with it and, and instead of doing trying to keep this charade going. I mean, you know, rec leagues have perfected the flag football, you know, theme. Hey, we are – hey, us three, we are flag football – ship winners right here division two champions led by our coach our player coach jeremy shimko right there that's a dark that's the man a dark a dark couple of years in in my past is what that is um so i want to jump in on this that's like my that's like my glory days jeremy not mine um long story short seth it, it was good time with the boys um we probably could have been doing funner things but Long story short, I wanted to bring up two things as far as the Pro Bowl. Oh, and you kind of hit on it. Actually, you both kind of hit on it. So Darius Slay posted or he tweeted about it afterwards. This is quote unquote, this is the tweet. I see people upset about the Pro Bowl. I completely understand. But we, the only sport that don't have an all-star game during the middle of the year, some guys I'm quoting this. It's not perfect grammar. Some guys be having a whole month off trying to recover from a long year. Great point made there. It's one of the only contact sports, serious contact sports. You just get done with your season. You take, I mean, for guys that didn't play in the playoffs, he's right. You got a whole month there almost damn near. And then you got to come back to hitting. You're already in recovery, you know. Ultimately, obviously, we see guys sit out of it every year, right? But like you said just a little bit ago, Seth, when you watch the product on the field, you come away with, okay, this is this is some hot garbage. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of this game? No, it's not even the same goddamn sport at the end of the day, you know? Nope, not at all. Seth, you were trending in the same direction I was going to say. I might have missed a little bit when I ran baby out. Um, it should be just a skills competition. Like, I go back to, yo, watching Donovan McNabb, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and the, the distance throw competition. Uh, I remember when Akers and Adam Benetari. 70 deep. When you have the, the receivers run through the gauntlet, through the thing, hit the you know. Why are we watching dodgeball? You know what I mean? Dodgeball's fun. Watching- That's fun. I, I think, you know, it's fun. I, I get what you're saying, but I, I, I thought that dodgeball was entertaining. Especially you the Diggs to- brothers going at it. That was cool. We're on a. We're on a very different page with that, Seth. Um, that is a waste of my time. I think... And the Pro Bowl's not? <laughs> I mean, the, the game is. The game definitely is. Skills challenge? 
I mean, do you realize how many skills you could come up with for the skills challenge? Yeah, I they mean, don't have the up- kicking thing anymore. I still remember the Jay Feely, was it Adam Vinatieri going Adam at Vinatieri, it? Adam Vinatieri, Derek, David Akers, man. Those guys. David Akers, from- that's who it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lefty. But ultimately, it's like, bring that back. That was actually interesting, you know? Um, I would do that stuff. And then, honestly, you know what would make it kind of interesting? We, we had, like, there was so much publicity about when the NBA had its lockout and we seen LeBron James and Kevin Durant play in a flag football game. Could you imagine if you had, like, a small little circuit for, like, basketball? You know, everybody gets a kick out of watching athletes play different sports than they actually play. Rather than freaking dodgeball, let's see a basketball game, you know, like a three-on-three tournament, something, something simple like that. But my point, I would go straight into the skills competition. I would damn near get rid of the game, completely get rid of the game. I would not go with um, flag football because then I'd be totally scared that all of a sudden the NFL is going to be that in 10 years. So yeah. I wouldn't even bring that into play. But I'd go skills competition, and then, hey, it'd be interesting to watch a home run derby. It'd be interesting to see, you know, people play a basketball game. You know, that would be interesting to me. But dodgeball, I mean, the hell is this, you know? That's my opinion. Hey, that's a different sport. Not what I want If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, Jeremy. Seth, nobody wants to watch that. Well, nobody wants to watch a Pro Bowl, so somebody's got to fix it. But anyways, all right. Well, we'll see what happens next year. What other bizarre rule changes they'll have, and uh, see if they can put something on the field that's actually entertaining. All right. Anyways, I think it's time for the final one, the finale of the line is right. finale the final of the line is right the last edition not the penultimate one of my favorite words the ultimate edition of the line is right and you know what we're gonna pick we're gonna make more choices more bets this week than we have all year based solely on this one game and all the fanfare and all the pageantry, we're going to dive right in, Seth. So you're telling me, Owen, you're telling me there's a chance that the juice could be loose once again. There was 100%, probably multiple releases of the OJ happening in this segment, Seth. Uh, I got a lot. I got, I got 24 props. Uh, I could have nice. came up with more. 24 uh, is a good number. That's, player, a, that's a pretty hefty That's line. the thing. I tried to mix in. Uh, hey, mixing. Uh, speaking of player props, player props. I tried not to hammer them too much. So we got some pregame stuff. We got some halftime stuff. We've got some uh, finale of the game stuff. We got some commercial stuff. We got wacky stuff. We got. And then player props, if I didn't say it. Who yet. cares player about props. the game, actually? You know, half of it, kind of. 
there are there is i always find it interesting when they send out like that poll like buzzfeed or I don't, whoever does it we'll send it out and be like why are you watching the super bowl this weekend commercials halftime show the food you know the game you know wh- why are you watching the super bowl it's always interesting to see what people put um i i'd say all of the above for me all of the above equal parts all of it really absolutely yes uh I assume we'll pick the actual game last. Is that right? Is is that Ooh, how you're going to do it? You know, maybe, maybe not. That's exactly what I had written down, Seth. Yes, we are of the same mind. That is how we will clean it up. But until then, we have multiple different. I tried to not go too much in because a lot. Let's do this. A lot of these player props involve, um, or not player. A lot of these prop bets involve like. Long shots, like I want to bet this plus 4,000 just as a little like it's not going to happen. But even if it happens, I just made 400 bucks off 10 bucks off a $10 bet. So uh, I tried to keep it. I, either, that. I tried to keep it either 50-50 or maybe three choices or like uh spoiler alert, we will be picking MVP. So which is multiple choices, obviously. Um, to start off, though, maybe. The fairest bet, not only in this game, but maybe in the history of existence, the coin toss, Seth. Ooh. The coin toss. The game and the prop bets and the line is right. Finale off with the coin toss, ladies and gentlemen. Heads or tails. Whatever weird symbols that the NFL comes up with for their magical Super Bowl coin. Isn't, only... uh, isn't it usually like each team on the one side? I think you're right. Is it? I, I mean, I could be no. wrong, but isn't that no. usually what it is? No. Uh, I feel like it's a football and then a shield, right? Isn't that what it is? It's a good question. It doesn't matter. It changes, Jer- I think. Jeremy, our resident research analyst, will, uh, Go ahead and dive into that one. <laughs> I believe you. The but, only stat for this one. I think it actually changes every year. Okay. That's what I was kind of feeling. Like maybe it has like the Lombardi on one in the shield. That's what the one I remember. So it's not, it never has anything to do with the teams? Am I, am I crazy actually, on that no. One? So it's showing the teams on it. Like there's a 50 with the teams on it. And then on the reverse side, it says like LI with the Super Bowl trophy. Or something. Got it. Okay. See, okay. There you go. Okay. Whatever they are feeling of that year. Anyways, heads Anyways. or tails. Is that what you're asking? Heads or tails in the last 16 Super Bowls. And actually, excuse me. Wrong, wrong stat. In Super Bowl history, tails has hit 53% of the time. Tails never fails. Tails never fails. I and the Rams are technically the away team, right? So they're gonna correct. They're, they're choosing. The Rams will be choosing the coin toss at home, away. <laughs> I, whoo, man. Um, I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna go heads. Give me heads. Death says heads. I say heads. That's real brave of you, Seth. Jeremy has stepped we... away again, Owen. So maybe you can um, give the give the world your your thoughts. As the as 
as Jeremy prepares his ever awaited He's probably choice. going he's probably flipping a coin right now on however many times that lands on he's which probably side. Doing, doing a quick five times right now just get yeah. the odds on. I you know what, Seth, you said it. And uh, to anyone who has ever played Madden, we all know that it's gonna hit tails. We all know it's gonna hit tails. So and Josh Allen, you know, he's probably saying it's gonna hit tails too. Give me tails. Oh, all right. We split it right there already. Okay. 50, I took 50. heads. You took tails. No one, you can't, you can't release the juice on the coin toss. You no, know, you can't. That's like, it's, you it's, just can't do it. It's a bit premature. It's a bit premature to be doing it that early. Uh, Seth, as we wait, how many decisions in your life have uh, been decided by a coin toss? Very few. Very few in my life have, have it been decided by that. I take, I've had a couple out there, but not many. Not many. Okay. You know, whatever you say. All right. Jeremy is back. Jeremy, heads or tails? Owen, did you, did you make a comment of which lands more often? I said in Super Bowl history, in Superb Owl history, Tails has hit 53% of the coin tosses. 53% in superb Death. history. Death choose heads. I chose tails. Fantastic. Um, I was actually, like, I'm always locked in. I damn near take this every time. Madden, when we did play flag football in the Dark Ages... Tails never fails. This man Good knows team. his Madden. All so. right. I am the lone wolf on that one. That's all right. I'll take it. I'll take heads. One of us has got to be wrong, and it might as well be you, right? Exactly. You no. Know, statistically proven, one of us will be wrong, and one of us will be right. All right. Well done, ladies and gentlemen. OJ rides again. Jeremy and I on tails. Seth alone on heads. Moving on to the national anthem being sung by Mickey Guyton. Anyone familiar? You know, the name sounds familiar, but I can't tell you from where or what. I, I honestly don't know either. All I know is that she's performed the anthem in the past. Here's some stats. The over-under is a minute, 40 seconds. We're betting the over or the under on time spent singing the national anthem. Uh, average length, or sorry, in the past 16 Super Bowls, the under has hit nine times to seven hitting the over. Average length of the na national anthem in those 16 performances was two minutes, 0.4 seconds, but the average length of the 14 solo performances was one minute, 58 seconds. Uh, most recently, Mickey Guyton sang the national anthem at the National Memorial Day concert of 2021, and she was at a brisk pace of minute 23 seconds. Do you think she savors the moment in front of, I don't know, billions of people watching the Super Bowl? The world. Exactly. What What was the over-under on that one? A minute 40. You said, okay, minute 40. I'll start, and I will go... Over. She goes over. 
you are correct, sir. She savors that moment. Also, live reaction, Hall of Fame, Leroy Butler finally gets in. Officially? Officially in. Congrats, Leroy Butler. Long overdue. Anyways, I picked. I'm just seeing that now. Over 140. Bryant Bryant's Young just yep. announced as well. Brett Favre announced Leroy Butler, and then they showed Aaron Rodgers afterwards. Speculation is, is running wild now. Rodgers in the crowd? Rodgers is there live. Damn. Okay. Unmasked, but he's immunized, so we're not worried. Whoa, whoa. This is LA, too, we're talking about. Anyways, Jeremy, a minute 40 for the Mickey Guyton National Anthem. Are we over or under? Is Rogers going to get fined for this? Uh, who knows who's going to find him, though? He's not on a team, really. <laughs> He's actually under contract still. Boy, I'm saying, is the league going to find him for this? <laughs> Jeremy, over or under, please? I'm going to go over. I think it'll be a hair under two minutes, but it will definitely be longer. Seth goes over. Jeremy goes over. And you know what, Seth? Early on, the second bet of the day, she goes over a minute 40. Hey, yo, you know what that means? It's back better than ever. The juice is loose. Oh, yeah. Boom. Did it. And now we don't have to do it for the rest of the time. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's going to happen. I was going to say, we have 22 to go. We're betting. We're all banking on team ride on a long national anthem. Next pick, still pregame. First coach shown after the national anthem has played. What is the camera hit first? Does it hit Zach Taylor's baby face over on Cincinnati sideline? Or does it go to the younger, more polished, more seasoned veteran in Sean McVeigh, who catches the camera's eye post national anthem first? You got two options, you said? Just the two? No. Just McVeigh or Taylor. The two Which head coach coaches. is shown first? Step McVeigh. Oh, Jeremy goes McVeigh. Jeremy goes McVeigh. Uh, then I would definitely, I was leaning this way anyway, but I'll definitely take him now. Give me Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, the young blood in the Super Bowl, still the underdogs. I assume they're the underdogs at home or away, whatever you want to call it. Give me Zach Taylor for sure. Different. Who do I side with? Give me. And I thought the opposite definitely has a chance. It's not a set in stone type of deal, but I am just going to have to go Sean McVay. Strictly because of the L.A. crowd. He's the big name. Everyone knows him. He's the proven commodity. Everyone's dying to see Sean McVay. And over on the sideline of the Bengals, the cameras will be on Burrow first. I don't think they'll be up in Taylor's Grill. I think they'll be ah, more okay. focused. That's where my head went. Burrow. But that is what a different they're standing bet. next to each other? Then you see them both. Maybe. See? There you go. You bet on that. You bet on that possibility. They just showed Aaron Rodgers again. Uh, let's get the over under and how many times they're going to show Aaron Rodgers in this honors tonight. Well, probably you know, probably a decent amount of airtime coming at the end. But 
That was a whole different bet too. Was the Burrow slash Stafford one? Uh, okay. I chose the I chose the coaching appearances. No, so, I like that. I like that. Jeremy, and I, I would I definitely. Vegas. We probably all would have gone Burrow. I assume. I think so. Yeah, but it might have been an interesting discussion. So obviously, Burrow is the hot topic, hot, 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 hot topic of the week. Um, next prop. Starting to dip into the game a little bit. Uh, I got two. Put that dipper in there. Let's get going. Oh, it's already there. First offensive play, either team. Is it a run or a pass? What style play is the first play in the Super Bowl? Run or pass? You got the odds of what it normally is? I believe, uh, no, not not of what it normally is, but I do believe that run. Ah, uh, shoot, I might have messed up the odds. I think it was two to three odds and six, to f- five to six. Ah, uh, shoot, I don't remember. I think run was the more favorite option. Well, I'm going f- run. You going run? I will go pass. I'm going to go to the opposite side here. Uh, I'll say pass because both teams are pass heavy. Both teams have hot quarterbacks, loaded receivers. They're going to want to, I think they're going to want to set the tone early on and just take some shots and, and try to put up points. I mean, give me, yeah, give me pass. I'll take pass. I think, um, that this might, this is kind of dependent. I'm, I, I lean, um, Two different ways, depending on what team it is. I think if you're the Bengals, you might want to do what you're implying, Seth. You might want to open it up. You might want to get into the passing groove right away. Um, just because, you know, you're we're here, let's just try to take control early. Uh, and if we're the Rams, I think, you know, you play smart. You take the emotions out of it. You get into your game. Cam Akers handoff right away. That being said... Rams have the chance to win the win the coin toss. If they get it, they're probably deferring. Bengals take it. I'm going to take a pass play. First offensive play of the game. Hey yo, you like Suck that, it, Jeremy? You like that backwards? Well, not really backwards, but definitely way too int- uh, intricate description of what I think happens. That but was. It could all, you know, if the coin toss goes the other way. Then I'm, you know, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, okay. Jeremy on run, Seth and I on the pass play. Now, team specific. for me. The first drive of the game for the Bengals. Does it end up in a punt, or does it end up in anything else? Score, turnover, what have you? So punt versus the field, pretty much. Punt versus the field for the Bengals. Give me first the field. Drive. Give me the field, and specifically going to be a three-point field goal oh for the Bengals he's betting on kick Fearson hey man that's a that's a good bet that's a rock solid bet right there that guy's got a leg uh you know what just to kind of go with it I'm gonna take the punt I'm gonna take the punt uh Bengals Joe Burrow it's Super Bowl they're gonna be a bit antsy they're gonna be butterflies all that good stuff they're gonna be all over the place I think it's just gonna be a little erratic to begin um I think they're gonna punt 
they're going to have to settle down a little bit and get into the groove. But uh, first possession, stomach will be up through their heads, butterflies and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, it'll be a shaky start. I'll, I'll take the punt. Taking the punt, you know, uh, not that I don't, not that I disagree with you at all, Seth, but a point had come to mind where it's like, well, you know, Burrow, Chase, there's a few, there's another LSU guy on the roster. They've all played in the net in a national championship game. You know, it ain't the Super Bowl. It's not the Super Bowl, but it's not necessarily not a big game. And they had them not, big not games. the Super Bowl. Is that what you're saying? I'm confused. Um, <laughs> but for that very reason, and also the stat that the Bengals, uh, including postseason, Bengals' first opening drives, 55% of the time have ended in a punt. I am going to take the punt. I'm with Seth. All right. He bashes me and then agrees with me. Okay. Jer- Jeremy says a field goal but he gets the field regardless if it is a turnover slash touchdown. Um, all right. Pre-game, well, in beginning of the game, over with. A couple more categories to go. Do we want to do do we want to do player props or wacky bets? Player for sure. We'll player save the wacky first. ones for later. I think Got so. It. Player props. We're going down the list. Let's fire them off. First off, Odell Beckham Jr. Over, under, and receiving yards. Receiving specific yards, 62 and a half. Over, under. What do you guys say? For Odell? Odell Beckham Jr. 62 yards. 62 and a half. I'm going over. Jeremy says big Odell game. He's, Wouldn't call that big, but I mean, he could get that in one play. That's true. Uh, I will agree with Jeremy for the first time tonight. I will all no, actually, second time. We've already, uh, anyways, uh, give me, yeah, give me Odell going over for sure. I think Stafford, I think both quarterbacks are going to throw a lot. Uh, yeah, I 62, yeah, I could see him hitting 100 as well. See him hitting 100. Go ahead, say it, Seth. Hey, yo, the juice is loose. I am on two. the OBJ overage. I don't, I don't love it, but I stray towards big games from Rams receivers. Just in my head, in general, it feels like a safe bet to just bet that way. Uh, a lot of these props are very up in the air, very uh, strictly combed for the the line but uh that one i like next one joe mixon other side rushing yards specifically rushing yards this matters more for him because he is a factor in the past game but rushing yards specifically 61 and a half yards for joe mixon what say you 61 for joe mixon 61 and a hook rushing rushing Pacific. Like Captain Hook? Correct. Just wanted you to like clarify that. that. But that's see, that's I've picked that up over my betting days now. Uh the hook is the point five. Gotcha. Six, 62 and a hook. That's or how 60, it, that's how they get you. 61 and a hook. Sorry. 
Jeremy, did you answer yet? No, he's thinking on it. So you're all right. I'll take under. I, I think it's under. I think he gets more receiving yards than rushing yards. That's where I'm at, Seth. I think he's going to have a big receiving game. Also, sorry to pause you there, Jeremy. Uh, Matt LaFleur got gypped again. Mike Vrabel is Vrabel? your coach of the year. Vrabel? Ridiculous, yeah. but continue, Jeremy. 61, right, Owen? 61 and a hook. He averaged 70 a game all year. Rushing. Rushing. The Rams' defense. Don't mind me, boys. Don't mind me. No. That is a fussy baby. Just to uh, throw that out there, too, Jeremy. Um, they also have Samaje Pirine uh, that does rotate in there a little bit. He's more of a third down guy, but he does rotate in there um, pretty consistently for them. Just to throw that out there, you know, not to sway you one way or the other. Uh, but they, uh, if you're looking at rushing yards per game on um, Jeremy, they give up about 103 a game. The Rams? Yeah. Fuck it. Give me Mixon to break that over. <laughs> I'm going a Mixon over. believer. He's I a believer. Believer. I remember that being a factor, especially during that Rams, uh, that lull was they're really getting torched in the running game. Uh, they're mid season to close to later season before they turn it back on. Um, yeah. You guys are split. I'm taking the under on Joe Mixon. Straying under on Joe Mixon in this game. It is mainly a feel. <laughs> I don't have a good grasp of it. I am mainly feeling it out. I think it's a big, um, you know, I see the receiving game. Like you guys mentioned, I'm thinking Mixon in the receiving game more so. At least that's what they're going to try out. It's what they're going to lean on. So give me the under. Next player prop. Cooper Cup. Little Cooper Cup. I'm going to say over. (laughs) Mr. 11 receptions, 120 yards and two touchdowns, and everything else is a bonus, has the over-under, and we were going to be picking his catches. The line is eight and a half for catches for Cooper Cup. So how loose is the juice? Because I know we're all going the same direction on this. This would be number three. If we all went that way, do Owen. we just not even have to officially pick singly? Don't even answer it. We know. Go ahead, Seth. You're not wrong. He's going over eight and a half. He's hitting double digits. I'm sure of it. The juice is loose. The I'm easiest gonna, one. Is that the on easiest that. one all year? I think so. <laughs> I want to make a comment on that. Maddie Stafford in the biggest game of his life. Year 13, finally playing football that matters. And his best target is Cooper Cup. That dude's going to have like 15 receptions. You know what I mean? Like he's going to have like, he's literally going to have damn near eight a quarter. Like that, it's going to be five to eight a quarter in my opinion. He's going to have like a huge game. They, I think. 
Vegas has to be uh, – what is Vegas thinking here, Owen? I think they're straight – well, so Cooper Cup's kind of an anomaly. Um, eight and a half is quite a high total for most receivers in the league. Uh, and he's, not, he's not most receivers. It's, it, well, you're right, especially in a Super Bowl. So it is uh, – it makes sense when you put the math on it, but still when you're – you know, simpletons like us, you see that and you're like, that's definitely going over. And I say that knowing Vegas has some sort of knowledge, but I'm still picking the over in this one. I would say uh, maybe a factor was the Bengals defensive performance, especially in the second half last week uh, against that receiving core. So, and plus, you know, just the, you know, you got Odell and Van Jefferson's got, you know, he's, keyed in as like 33 yards or something in a, in a few catches himself and Higby and whatever. But I think it's safe to say we're all just going to stick on this over. Yeah. Fair enough. Next prop. Let's get through the simple ones. We'll get to the funner ones. Stafford rushing yards, five in a hook. Stafford rushing yards. Five yards? Five and a half rushing yards for Stafford. These lines feel a bit ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to go over. <laughs> I'm going to go over. I'm also going to go over on this one. I mean, five yards. I mean, he doesn't run a lot, but, geez, that's not much. I mean, I would even take Brady five and a half over. That, to me, would be a mistake because he is the QB sneak specialist. Averaging probably three fourths of a yard per game, and they're all first downs. <laughs> um, give me the under in this one. I don't think he runs. Ooh. I don't think he does it. All and right. then, and you got to think though. You know, sometimes they take those sack yardages as negatives. So it's all up to the the bookkeeper. But give me oh, just the possible chance that he runs out of bounds or something. After I said over. Immediately, that's where my head went is sack yards. I was like, that could spice this up. But I'm going to take it. I'm going to go with the over. Fair enough. You guys are on the over. I'm going to take the under. Lone wolf's it. All right. I'm going to take the under. Moving on. We all know the Rams' star-studded defensive line. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, their total sacks, not them two, the Rams defense as a whole, total sacks, three and a half over under. Sacks on Joe Burrow, I should mention, and that porous offensive line. Three and a half total. Three and a half total sacks for the Rams. I, woo. I'm going to say over uh, j- just because knowing how dominant Aaron Donald is and they have Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, the, the weapons all over, pass rushing weapons all over the place. Uh, yeah, against that bad defensive or offensive line. Yeah, give me over on that one. Oh, and give me the prop again. Three and a half total sacks for the Rams defense. Seth, you went over? I did. Three and a half. 
I'm going to actually go under. I think the, the Bengals show up for the moment. Give me the. This might be ill-advised to me, and I might just go ahead and agree with Jeremy just because I lean under on most bets that I just don't have a good feel on. This one, um, it almost feels too obvious. Like, you know, Burrow not too far away from a nine-sack game against the Raiders, I believe. Or who did he have nine sacks against? Raiders? No. Who was in between the Raiders and the – was it Titans? Titans had nine sacks on him. That's yes. Right. Two games ago. Uh, I am still going to lean the under just, I think there's some, some, some weird magic that happens here. Uh, I think if the Rams, you know, go four five, six sacks on Burrow, I don't think this is a game. Um, I really don't. I think the Rams are a much better team than the Titans and they can handle their business on offense. If they do get that kind of sack total, I am betting on all accounts of a close game. For that to happen, I think the under in total sacks has to happen. Give me the under. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I could tell on your face you were trying to figure out who that guy on uh, the honors was. It looked like some sort of charity project foundation thing. Going it on. did. Yes, you're right. You're right. <clears throat> Wasn't Next. sure, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Next up, we have... So, you know, a little bit of competition coming in. Now we got longest catch of the game Ooh, okay. between, between the top two receivers in the game. Just longest the top catch, two. Longest catch, and this includes yards after catch. Okay, yep. The yep. longest, you know, play. Does it go to Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? Who has a longer single catch in the Super Bowl? Now, I'm sure the betting line here is probably Cooper Cup. He's probably the favorite. Not by much. But I'm going the other way. I'm taking Jamar Chase. Dare I say he's more explosive than Cooper Cup? Dare you? Dare I say that? It's not the fact that could you dare say that. It's how could you dare say that. How could I? How could I dare say that? I am daring it. Give me Jamar Chase. You know that he's going to be running some deep routes, and you know Joe Burrow is going to be unleashing it to him. Whether they connect or not, they're going to be taking shots. Give me Jamar Chase. Seth, I have a a love-hate relationship with this bet because I agree with you. The one thing that goes against me is Cooper Cup having 10 receptions. Uh, that gives an excellent chance for one of those to be a big bomb, uh, just like he did against Tampa Bay. And I think he had a pretty long one against uh, San Francisco as well. He did. I think I am going to go Jamar Chase here. All right. It's risky, and no one really knows how he's going to be played. Is he going to get doubled, or is he going to get one-on-one with Jalen? Are they going to do some weird schemey stuff? Who knows? But I am going to head and going to take Jamar Chase as well. As we wait on Jeremy to come back and fulfill his his pick here, his duties. Um, we're kind of winding down. You said many of Rogers' spotting. It looks like we got an award or two still left. I don't know if 
Which do you know which ones haven't been handed out? Yet? Uh off, has offensive play of the year been done? Did I miss um, that one? I know they're doing the um the no. Oh, there's the old man himself again. Rogers is looking rough. He almost looks like, you know, he was playing golf the other day, or I think it was yesterday. He was at the Phoenix Open or something. Here comes Jimmy Kimmel to roast him, probably. I'm sure. Um, oh, I'm sure. Um, He looks like. He's just letting it all out. He looks like Bill Murray. Like, after he was famous, he just kind of let himself, you know, look. He looks scruffy, but almost ironically. Yeah. You know? I get what but you're that's, saying. But that's Bill Murray at like 55 and Aaron Rodgers is 38. So <laughs> it's, you know, uh, not a comparison you really want. He's just, he's all natural, man. He's all natural. That's just all it is. All natural. All right. Jeremy is uh, now got two brains, so he's cheating. But anyways, Owen, why don't you recap? The bet awaiting your choice is who has a longer catch in the game between the two best receivers playing in the game, Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? Cooper Cup is... 150% Jamar Chase. Not even close. And we're all in agreement then. Seth, go ahead. Nice. I'm kind of surprised Jeremy went there. All right. Anyways, the juice is loose. Cooper Cup. Oh, Four. Cooper Cup slightly favored in the odds. It's also um, what Aaron Rodgers did yesterday. Yeah, for Mr. PA announcer. So we're all agreeing on Jamar Chase here. Next up, does Joe Mixon, the man himself, have a touchdown? Yes or no question, Seth. Simple as that. It receiving, rushing, passing, kickoff, whatever. Any he just got to step into the end zone. That's it. Give me a yes. Give me a yes. Emphatically, Emphatic yes. he gets in the end zone. I absolutely, I think he does. Hundred percent. Jeremy, Jill Mixon, does he kiss the end zone in this game or not? Yes. I think he's going to have sixty-something plus rushing yards. 70 plus passing or receiving yards and at least one tutty because that dude he is the key factor for that Bengals offense. As offensive player of the year nominees get announced, Jeremy and Seth both emphatically agree on a Joe Mixon touchdown, key cog in the Bengals offense. I am going to vote nay. Nay, nay. It's turned into a horse. That's kind of how, like, I envision, like, the Declaration or the Con- Constitutional Congress going. Nay. We love England. Cooper Cup has just won the AP Offensive Player of the Year award. Nice. Deserving. Not himself. a surprise there. Appropriate. Not a surprise. Yes. And it should always, I feel like this is the way it's got to be. Best non-quarterback on offense award if we're just going to give the MVP to the quarterback all the time. Next, player prop. Oh, just to recap, Jeremy and Seth on Joe Mixon scores a touchdown. I say hell no. Next, prop. 
Longer receptions, T. Higgins or Odell Beckham Jr. Same thing. It's not Cup or Chase anymore. It is T. Higgins or Odell Beckham. Who has a longer reception? Give me Odell. Odell, he's he's kind of he he gets those every couple games. He'll just what you know one big play, 60, 70 yards. Like Jeremy said before, he could get his 62 for his over under on one play. I could see him doing that. I can see him having three catches for 80, 90 yards, and that's it. Fair enough. Jeremy, T. Higgins or Odell Beckham, as you study your notes vigorously. For the answer here's the deal Seth if it was only about the player in a vacuum you're right because Odell just off skill set is one of the most dangerous deep threats in the league right great hands great speed great point of ball you know but not that Matt Stafford is not known for throwing the deep ball, but that offense doesn't seem to utilize that as much as the intermediate crossing routes. Give me T. Higgins Ayo. and Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is going to hit a couple of deep shots in this game. I fully expect this game to be similar like Nikki franchise beating up on Tom Brady's bitch ass a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl. Damn. Nice. I think it's going to be points. I think it's going to be points, points, points. And I think Burrow's going to take some shots. Um, Odell was averaging 11 yards per reception this year. Now, obviously, some of that was in Cleveland. Um, not Cleveland, but Cleveland. Cleveland. And, I mean, it didn't change a whole hell of a lot when he went to L.A. I mean, honestly, he he just kind of caught the ball more, but it was – Similar yardage as far as average. Um, T. Higgins was averaging just shy of 15 yards per reception. And, I mean, he had games such as against San Francisco. We would, he went five for 114 and 23 yards of uh, catch. So, yeah, give me uh, give me my boy T. Higgins, who I would love to see in midnight green. But I think Mr. Burrow is going to make this an easy one. Just holding on That's, to all those good receivers that the Eagles didn't pick. Seth. Oh, and you didn't need to hurt me, okay? Um, Seth, did you want to take back, since I came at you with some stats and numbers, did you want to change your pick? Absolutely not. I stand <laughs> take firm. Take the L. Stand firm in the OBJ camp. Give it to me. Owen, what say you? With the resurgence of Odell, it is, it is great that he has actually made this conversation because we did not know if he would actually work in L.A. Uh, what I have noticed while watching Rams games and not looking at the stat sheets myself to really back it up, it looks like he is working well in the underneath and the basic routes and maybe like, you know, a pot shot here and there. But I absolutely see T. Higgins taking the longer reception of the two. Give me T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Sorry, Seth. I had to do it. Fair enough. That's fine. Hey, you know, I get it. I get it. Seth T. Higgins, goes I get it. lone wolf yet again. Next, 
player prop. I, I had them all mixed up, so I want to make sure I hit them all. Total made field goals in the Super Bowl. Between both teams. Both teams made field goals. The over-under is three and a half. Just to put it out there, in total, this playoffs, Matt Gay has attempted nine field goals, and Evan McPherson has attempted 12. Can they combine for four or more field goals? Seth? Four or more? Absolutely. I think they do. Between both of them combined, McPherson will probably hit three or four alone. He's pretty much done that all postseason. That's the thing. is you. They probably will attempt them, but will they make them? Oh, Evan's gold right now. He's gold. Matt Gay is, is you know, due for a miss or two, usually a miss, one miss. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think there's going to be too many attempts in this game that there won't be at least four makes. Yeah, give me, give me that. I am going to pick the under. It's another feel. I just uh, – I know a lot's been said about kick Fearson. Uh, I can see him kicking a game winner and maybe one to ice this bet. But I am just going to go ahead and say nah because I know Matt Gay had missed uh, missed at least one. I think he, he was one for two in the last game uh, himself. So I just don't think he'll contribute the way that uh, the other side will. So give me probably three. Probably three made field goals max, in my opinion. What do you think about that, Seth? I think you're wrong. I think I'm ready for no new Gronk commercials in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that'll happen. A new one, or are we going to see these same ones? They're, fu- I, they're, they're I funny. Think... They're, I mean, they were funny for a little bit, but I'm, I'm sure we'll see. I'm sure we'll see at least one more new one. And I just don't want to see a USAA Gronk commercial. He'll probably be in something else. <laughs> USAA. There you go. There's the the yes or no question. Does Gronk appear in the Super Bowl uh, commercial? A new one. That's the caveat. New New one. one. Unseen before. Probably not. They'll probably rehash something. Jeremy, total made field goals. Between both kickers, the line is at three and a half. Field goals. Made field goals. Lines at three and a half. Yes. Now over one hundred percent. Don't even says one hundred percent over. Now, if this thing goes into overtime, I hundred percent. Then it's you were screwed. Then or it is definitely going to be an over. You're screwed, Exactly. I went under. Jeremy and Seth go over. Why would you go under? Because. Matt Gay is not as prolific a kicker as Evan Kickpherson has proven. Evan Kickpherson could have three himself. And Matt Gay will probably miss his one that he attempts, which means that I win. I had but the way that's what Owen is hoping move. for, but he knows it's slim pickings there. But you say the way these two teams move the ball, I mean, you're going to be in striking distance for a field goal a lot, I would think. 
I am leaning towards more touchdowns myself. I think think more drives get iced the right way. Uh, Next prop. A little funny. A little, this might be right up uh, Jeremy's, Jeremy's alley right here. Now we're leaning in. This is the, this is the preamble to the wacky props. All right. We're finally there. Jeremy, I want you to answer this first. Total players to have a pass attempt in this game. Two and a half. Oh, I'm going over on that for sure. <laughs> no, Man, no doubt in my mind. A little Philly, Philly nostalgia. The Philly special. Give it to me. Man. Uh, the, the notes that I had for this one. Uh, Johnny Hecker uh, infamously. Uh, it was 2018, but he was a pretty infamous uh, fake punt in the playoffs. Yeah, obviously have the big Philly Philly. Uh, and then also to note, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, and Tyler Boyd have all attempted passes this season. You know, Owen, when you asked this question, Johnny Hecker was the first person that came to mind for me. Did you say Odell as well? Odell has attempted a pass. Okay. I was going to say Odell's where my head went, Seth. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, too. Yeah. I'll also go over on this one. Has to be. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be pulling out all the stops, whatever it takes to get the W. That could mean, yeah, like you said, a little Philly Philly. I don't necessarily think this will for sure happen. I just like betting on the fun. What kind of fun would I be rooting for if I said, nah, I don't want anybody else touching the ball but Stafford and Joe Burrow. And now the unfortunate part is this would also include Burrow or Stafford having to come out of the game for any amount of time, which yeah, that would, would be, be super not the way we wanted to go. But that being said, go ahead and say it, Mr. Seth. Woo. Once again, the juice is loose. Well done. Well done. Give you a a little. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am. I'm sitting here wondering, you know, the MVP noms are about to be read. Do we do we push through it? Absolutely. Keep it off. Keep it going. All right. I'll mute it. I'll mute it. And I'm throwing it over Peyton Manning's face. I'll watch it later. Uh. Wacky bets continue commercial style. I don't know if anyone has seen the Matt Damon crypto Bitcoin commercial, but not, not too long after it first aired Bitcoin, Ethereum down in the market, they crashed. So my question to you fellers, does Matt Damon feature in a crypto related commercial this Super Bowl, yes or no? Does Bitcoin allow Matt Damon to appear in a commercial after his appearance tanked their spot? Are you telling me there's like rumors that he is? He uh, he has already. He is, oh, he has already. He has appeared in a commercial for, I believe it was crypto.com. I then absolutely, yeah. Sure, go ahead. Throw it out okay. there. Might as well be on the biggest screen of the year. And the man 
has just been announced. MVP. Really? That quick. Wow. I didn't uh you're you must be a, a little bit ahead. Oh, I apologize. No, uh, I, I mean I'm not surprised. Anyways, continue on. Jeremy, Matt Damon in a crypto.com spot this Super Bowl after infamously tanking. Uh, I believe the I believe the saying was um, you know, something about brave or bold, something like that. To the victory. No, I don't remember. Go ahead. Something about being bold. Is he in a crypto spot? No. No. Jeremy says no. I'm going no as well. Hell nah. Get him out of our spot. He's going to blow it up. Next prop. More crypto. FTX crypto. The crypto exchange coming new on the market. Confirmed has a commercial, including Steph Curry, Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchin and Shohei Otani. My question to you fellers, who appears in that commercial first? Give you the options again. Yes, Steph please. Curry, Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchin, and Shohei Otani. What commercial? FDX Crypto, a new crypto exchange. This is ridiculous. I can't keep up with this stuff. No, uh, you don't need to know crypto. You just need to guess. Who I'm they just, want? I'm just gonna fire off. It's got to be Tom, right? Jeremy goes Brady. I'm going. It's got to be the goat. I'm going Steph Curry. <laughs> Get out of so here, you, Jeremy. Get out of here. You had the option to go with the goat, and this is what you do. You go with uh, the the second best Curry brother. Uh, what? This is out of control right now. Oh, and I'm about to shut this thing down. After those comments, unbelievable. Unbelievable. What say you, Owen? I am with Steph Curry. Hey. Give me Steph Curry. I'm with Steph. Jeremy goes Brady, a completely... Good guess, but I am just on the Steph Curry train on this one. He he, I'm I'm gonna have to watch this speech later. Yeah, but he he's looking a little bit like Scott Stapp out there. I don't know if that's uh kind of what <laughs> Purpose, he's going for. Purposeful, it's got to be right. Yeah, but that's what I that's the vibe I'm getting with this. Whose speech are you talking about? I'm talking about the man, of course, Jeremy. Talking about the four-time MVP. Four oh, the guy that's not playing in the playoffs right now? That guy, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Correct. Um, next bet. Jeremy will love this one. Hopefully, you're you're up on your stats. We got a 1v1 matchup. I'm talking Rams total touchdowns in the Super Bowl or Jason Tatum three-pointers versus the Hawks on Sunday. Jason Tatum plays the Atlanta Hawks in their terrible, terrible three-point defense on Sunday. Jason Tatum is a career 38% three-point shooter, and this season he is averaging just under three made three-pointers per game. Do the Rams have more touchdowns in the Super Bowl than Jason Tatum 
has in the Hawks game on Sunday. Take it away, Jeremy. <laughs> Jason Tatum averages how many three point attempts? He averages uh, three made three pointers per game. Shooting so we're going attempts. Not shoot. We're going not off made. made three pointers. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Versus Rams total touchdowns again. Career thirty eight percent three point shooter. Uh, Atlanta is a, uh, averaging and allowed. I think they're sixth worst in the league in giving up three pointers. Give me Jason Tatum. Um, crossing sports here. Uh, Trey Young is the type of guy that can put up points in bunches. Tatum is a guy that the Celtics lean on. They have been hot as of late, recently dismantling a few teams, a couple of shitty ones from LA. But uh, yeah, I get Tatum. I mean, he could put up five shots easy. And I mean, five, if the Rams score five touchdowns in this game, I mean, it would be otherworldly, you know? It would be pretty epic. epic. Jeremy goes Jason Tatum. Seth. Can you, can you re, re uh, can do that again? Jason Tatum made three pointers against the Hawks or Rams total touchdowns. What is the higher total? Oh, and you know why he needs you to recap it? Because he was busy tweeting about Rodgers and how he's going to be back. And be, Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP for the fourth time and two times in a row. He'll be back in the Green Bay uniform next year for sure. <laughs> Jeremy's just jealous because uh, they don't have one in uh, Philly. I that's all right. I imagine your Twitter handle is something like uh, Packer underscore cheese loves uh, 1212.69 at greenbay.com or something like that. <laughs> my Twitter handle or my website? I mean, both. Who knows? Okay. Um, Owen, you got me lost on this one. I don't know. Jeremy, what'd you say? Just take, just take Jason Tatum. All right. I'll take Jason Tatum. That's my that expert opinion on this. Jason Tatum. Is that, uh, is that Channing is right. Tatum's brother? Negative. Hey, Jeremy, is Jason Tatum still 19 years old? You think he's going to get rookie of the year? He might as well. Give me the Rams total touchdowns here. Wow. I say that strictly because I believe in a three-touchdown performance by the Rams, and uh, Jason Tatum is averaging – 2.8 three-point made field goals this year. Sticking with the Rams. Give me the Rams. I think Tatum is favored in this one, nonetheless. Well-picked gentlemen. Next one. Halftime show. We're talking Eminem. Pretty much a 50-50 on this one. Does at any point in the halftime show, does Eminem – have a word bleeped out during the broadcast. Yes or no? Sense yeah. <laughs> is this the only halftime prop there is? Uh, I there's more. Um, well, if you want we, me to, we pick, you picked the wrong halftime prop, Owen. Why? Oh, well, you can bring it up here after this one. Just make your pick. Okay, my bad. Yes, absolutely, he will. <laughs> Everyone says yes. I am going to go yes as well. All right. He... <laughs> nice try. Nice try. It'll be like 10 seconds in and he'll pop off with something, you know? 
I hope so. I, I, I really thought the uh, the prop would have been how many how many blunts does Snoop Dogg roll <laughs> on stage? I so, don't know if it's so much rolling them on stage, Seth, versus just smoking them. I'm sure they'll come pre-rolled and prepared. That's true. Uh, you know, I All think, right. you know, I'll take bets on that. Beth, here, here, I seen the prop, but in our purposes, it wasn't too fair, uh, strictly because I believe the prop was does uh, Snoop Dogg blow any smoke uh, during the halftime performance? Just any smoke yes. at all? Any substance that has smoke in it? It was heavily favored as no because of safety guidelines. Oh. Um, Snoop Dogg don't care about that. So, I mean, just just like who's you know who's gonna let him in a, a big stadium on national TV with you know actual weed? But they might figure something out. So, if you want to go ahead and say yes on that one, you you're able. I hundred percent yes. Time up. Time up. That stadium's roof opens right. We, uh, I believe so, or something like that. I think I don't know. They're gonna open you it up just roof. for Snoop. Hey, I was gonna say you pop the roof. That dude's you popping off, smoking some something. I don't know. I know he was commentating UFC like not too long ago, and he was blowing smoke while like actual actual weed during the UFC event. And the UFC fighters were actually like catching like contact highs, <laughs> like yeah. while they were fighting. <laughs> like they had to you tell know, him, it's gonna make Joe extra cool. I think they pushed him back and they made a box so the smoke only came like back. <laughs> so um, I like that. That's gonna make Joe extra cool. I, li- I like Joe, that. That's Joe cool, the coolest man or coolest camel on the planet. All right, got another commercial wacky one for you. In a teaser of a commercial to be shown during the game, former NFL great Peyton Manning is shown lining up a shot at a bowling alley. Does he hit a strike in that commercial? I thought you were going to say his brother. Does he hit? Does he hit his brother with a bowling ball? <laughs> Which brother? Bingo. So what the prop is, does he does Peyton throw a strike in a Super Bowl commercial this year? Yes or no? Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. It's Peyton Manning. They're gonna have him be Mr. Perfect. He's getting 300. 300, Jeremy. I'm actually gonna go no. No, he says. Fairly even odds here. Yes, minorly favored. I will go yes. That'll be interesting. Hmm. Okay. Now we get to the end. The finale of the game. Three final bets along with our game picks. Starting off the annual what the hell color does the winning coach get covered in Gatorade wise at the end of the game? color of Gatorade, which is controlled by Gatorade, by the way. They choose the color and intentionally randomize it for the Super Bowl. Huh. Yeah. Interesting fact. Bruce Arians was doused in blue Gatorade last year. Keep that in mind. 
your options could be anything, but just to give you the more likely options, uh, I believe clear or water is the favorite, the clubhouse favorite. Orange, next up. Uh, green slash yellow slash lion. And then blue are kind of your leaders. There's also there's no red. There's also red and purple. I think we're farther down the line. Not yellow. Green yeah. slash yellow slash lime. They're gotcha. all. So it was white slash water. So water or like the clear frost, whatever. Both. Both. Is it like a clear slash gotcha. just water? Yeah. Or lime or blue were the top three. Water, uh, orange, lime, blue, and then red or purple are down the line. Owen, is there any ties to the team at all in this? Uh, people want to say that just, you know, I've heard a lot of like, I think the Bengals are going to win, so it's orange Gatorade. Or I think the Rams are going to win, so it's blue Gatorade. Again, it's not, it's never, uh, the team doesn't pick the Gatorade in the Super Bowl. It is fully um, picked by Gatorade and intentionally randomized. God, could you imagine having that every year and just being able to just do whatever you want? Like, you own this one thing every what? year in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Why not pick someone's stupid flavor every time? Just be like, this is our new. Or like this is our cucumber lime. I was just gonna say that I would like I would release flavors this way. Like, oh yeah, we're doing peach mango. First seen at Super Bowl Fifty Three. You know, boom. That would be hilarious. Actually, this is, this is our new cola Gatorade. No one saw that coming. Cola Gatorade. Nice. <laughs> it's actually hard Gatorade. There you go. Beer colored yep. Gatorade. No. Oh, that gosh. being said. What color do you fellas pick? I'll kick us off. I'm going to go with red. Fruit punch. Ooh, red. Says red. I, that's kind of where my thought was initially. Uh, but I'm going to change mine and go to orange, actually. Going orange. A little bit of orange up in there. Any... I was thinking either red or yellow, but I'm going to stick red. Where Are you thinking orange because of the Bengals? Is that kind of just your... No, uh, really, I was going orange or red, and you kind of said orange is a bit favored more. Uh, and it was blue last year, and orange is a popular color for Gatorade. So I'm going to go orange. I wonder even if they pick the same Gatorade color for each sideline. That would be even funkier, you know? Be like, yeah, we're going to do purple over here and water on their end. That'd be interesting. I am going to That's stick... where my head was at, too, Owen. I am going to stick with the green slash yellow slash lime. Give me all those colors. Give me, give me the off chance at green apple Gatorade getting poured on <coughs> to somebody. I'm not going to give away my pick yet. Give Ooh, me tease. Zach Taylor. Give me lime. Jeremy goes red. Seth goes orange. I go lime. Nobody going the darker colors. It'll be interesting. Fierce Grape was is my all-time favorite Gatorade. Ooh, yes. I think that yes. is what I would pick 
if I was picking Gatorade. I'm a classic guy. I, I'm all about the fruit, the fruit punch, the red. I just don't like it because for some reason it just uh, sticks to my teeth a little too much. You know, I like absolutely chugging Gatorade. And I think I need more darker colors in my life, you know? Fair enough. Well, you don't like yeah. that? I, I also chug Gatorade, but uh, you said it sticks to your teeth? I just get, it's, you know, tongue for sure. Tongue for sure. I'm going to, that I can get. Now, let me give you guys a quick, quick thing. When I ultimately caught COVID, Gatorade was like a huge reason why I got better so quick. I'm not even kidding you. Like you get dehydrated so quickly with, with COVID. And I was, I mean, pounding the 32 ounce Gatorade fruit punch. I mean, I probably drink three, four of them a day. You got those pearly whites that just never affected it. So what I'm what I'm ultimately getting at here is uh Gatorade sponsor us because um it got me through COVID. No free nice. ads though. No free ads. No. Uh next a couple more here. Uh let's see. We're talking time that the final play of the game is completed. Kickoff starts at 5:30 Central on Sunday. The line or the betting time for the last play of the game to be completed whether overtime fourth quarter whatever is at 9 15 central giving the projected time three hours and 45 minutes obviously much longer than a regular season game you obviously have to factor in the halftime show and potential overtime that being said, does the last play of Super Bowl, what are we at, 56? Seven? Sounds right. Something like that. Uh, does it happen past 9.15 Central? I'm going to say yes. I was actually – I was thinking the over-under was going to be later. I thought it was going to be 9.30-ish just because of the halftime show and all the things that go into it, I figured it'd be a little bit later. So I'm going to go over for sure. I bet the Super Bowl halftime has to be kind of shitty for players. Cause it's like, you get Probably. so anxious back there in the, you know, in the locker room, you're waiting yep. like two half times to get back onto the field. Completely different game. You yep. know, the lights could go out in the stadium. That's happened a few years ago. <laughs> Who knows? Jeremy, over under three Might have hours. to clear up the smoke after halftime. <laughs> well, for pyro, right? Not for any. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, three hours, 45 minutes from opening kickoff to the final play of the game, Jeremy. I'm going to go over. Um, I expect this halftime show to be really long. Like, I really do. Because there's like five artists, right? There Dr. is. They're all going to be Snoop Dogg, and you know Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, there's no way that's going to be short. There's not just to no... mention the possibility of, I believe, uh, the possibility of Jay Z or Ice Cube or the hologram of Tupac is so, favored that one of them will appear. 
Ice Cube for sure will show up. Here's the deal. It's in L.A. outside of Eminem. They're all L.A. rappers, you know, California rappers. There's no way they're not going to live this up in the moment. I expect that that halftime show. I think it'll be good. Don't get lost in the moment. I'm going to get lost in the sauce. Um, Give it to me. It's going to go over on. Yep, it's over. Go ahead, say it, Seth. The juice is loose. Got to be over. Usually, I'd I'd anticipate like them. They could rush along a halftime show or two, but this is L.A. This is Stan fucking Cronky's house, and this is Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. You don't say no when they're on the stage. That you just don't. Might be the best halftime show in a long time. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be really good. Like, here's the deal. I'm not like an avid rap fan. Don't get me wrong. I definitely listen to some. Don't get me wrong. I definitely listen to all of these people's music other than Mary J. Black because I couldn't tell you one song of hers. No offense to her. But uh, I think think this is going to be one of the better halftime shows. I mean, probably, shoot, and I mean, a hot minute. What's What's the last real good one? Maroon 5. Actually, that was probably the worst one of all time. So uh, other than that, um, they've all been uh, pretty decent. J- you know. J-Lo, I mean, it was uh, The weekend was last year. Um, J-Lo and Shakira was before that. Uh, uh, Beyonce was in recent years. Why Justin was Timberlake was. Sha- why was J-Lo and Shakira a good one? Um, they both got great, like perfectly rounded voices good way i understand to put it. um good way to put it <clears throat> i can't i can't think of a, a real good one in a while that was probably the only one i mean i like and i like the weekends I, I thought the weekends was i people hated it i liked it i didn't mind it. good performance in my opinion yeah it was a weird covid time and the stadium was only half filled but it was it was it was good i thought um all right Final prop. MVP picks. Who is winning the MVP award, gentlemen? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, actually. Yeah, he just won it. You're right. That's right. Yeah. He won it for free agency or for the Denver Broncos? Um, I'll go first here. It's going to be one of the quarterbacks. Okay. Okay. I think the universe is telling me. So this pretty much just uh, also reveals who our pick is for the the winner too. Not exactly. Well, I mean, come on. Pretty much. But still, there's some room. There, there is, there is, but not much. Uh, continue, sorry, Jeremy. I just thought about that. I was like, well, this kind of reveals our, our Super Bowl winner, which I'm fine with that, but continue, Jeremy. Sorry, my bad. You know what? Somebody go before me. You just really threw me off there, Seth. <laughs> I'll go. I have no problem revealing a two-for-one. My Super Bowl MVP is not a quarterback. With somebody that we propped on earlier, none other than Mr. 
12 receptions, 160 yards, two touchdowns. Cooper Cup, also your offensive player of the year. I'm taking Cooper Cup in this. I think he has a huge game. Stafford will have a big one, but I think Cooper Cup will be the reason why. And receivers have won it in the past, most recently Julian Edelman a few years back. Cooper Cup, I think, also has a good shot to win it. Jeremy, did you pick one of the quarterbacks that I was going to win? He said Here's the one deal. of the quarterbacks. Here's the deal. This is what I was going to do, and I'm just going to give it all away here. Um, I was going to go Matt Stafford because Matt Stafford's bound to win some sort of MVP this year. I just – I couldn't have been that far off, you know. I had to have been close. So I was going to go Matt Stafford. But I'm going to go the Bengals to win it. Care to explain? So that's where you threw me off, Seth. Because I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really think it through as far as uh, usually the MVP is on the winning team. You know, I didn't really think that through. Um, I'm about as 50-50 on who wins this game as you could be, though if I'm being 100% honest. So, uh, yeah, just give me Matt Stafford. Dang. Okay. Okay. He goes Matt Stafford. And I am going to go Joe. Joe Shiesty. Joe, the man. Mr. Cool. Give me Joe Burrow, MVP. Ayo. Uh, doesn't necessarily re- reveal it for me. I'm taking the chances on Joe Burrow. If the Bengals win, he is the he is the MVP. Gotcha. If, okay. If the Rams win, I think there's there could be three choices. You know, there's three. It could be Aaron Donald. You get two sacks in a Super Bowl. There's many a times that a Super Bowl MVP was literally came off two big plays, two big sacks. You yep. Know? Yep. Um, Good pick, though. Good pick. That being said, I'm going to roll a Joe Burrow. All right. Does it come down to our uh, – coming down to the pick now, right? Is that the what we're doing? The pick is final, Seth. How, how good are you feeling? How good are you feeling on your pick? Um, I have my pick. Definitely do. Uh, I, I'm, I'm close to Jeremy in saying I'm pretty 50-50 here. I, I'm just going to lean one way. Uh, for a few different reasons, which I'll get into. I, I'm fairly confident, though, but it's a tough, it's a tough choice. Jeremy, how you feeling? What are you thinking? As far as the game itself, yes. Like I said, I'm I'm real in the middle on this one. Real, real in the middle. So even if I told you there is no line, just head up. You're not you're not really leaning too far one way. There's no line. No, I'm just saying if I said that. Oh, I, said, I was going to say, what? <laughs> so, maybe this will sway you. The final line, it was almost sneaking up. They thought it might get even pushed to three. I think it was three and a half this afternoon. I believe the final time I checked, the Los Angeles Rams are favored by four points. Really? Four points? Rams minus four. Is what I have. Makes it a tough bet. 
Because that's a good four. amount. Like I said, it was pushing up almost to three. I think if three happens, I'm probably picking the Rams. Four makes it a game. Well, I'll go first. Okay. So Cooper Cup was my MVP prediction. That means ultimately I am picking the Rams to win the Super Bowl. But in this aspect, I'm going to follow on kind of maybe what Owen is hinting at here. I am going to take the Bengals to keep it within. This is the Super Bowl. You got Evan McPherson. These two teams are going to be neck and neck. I just don't see the Rams winning by more than a field goal. I don't see it. I take. Ultimately, I will pick the Bengals to cover or to hold the line, whatever you want to call it. Still don't know it. Two years in, I have no idea the correct terms. But give me the Rams to win it all. Plus. Okay. Bengals plus four, Rams to win money line. Uh, Yes, correct. Bengals will keep it close. Rams will ultimately win it. Jeremy, what say you, son? Now, Seth, you're kind of rolling out. You said mentioned Evan McPherson. I just want to point this out. With that spread, you're saying that McPherson misses a field goal late to lose it, or Matt Gay kicks a field goal to it's very possible. win it. Very possible. Okay. Jeremy, sorry. Go ahead. Rams minus four. Give me the Bengals to keep it within. The man. But you're still thinking Rams to win. See, this is where it's (laughs) it's cluttered up here. Um, Right. I'm betting on Matty Stafford to win the, the MVP. Because, like I said, I just I can't be completely wrong about him as an MVP. But uh, I'm I think I'm going Bengals. <laughs> Way to toe the line, gentlemen. That's a tough. I mean, four points in a Super Bowl. That's tough. Last year wasn't a very fun Super Bowl to watch, if we're being honest. Um, nope, you're not wrong. The year before. A little better, still not quite where we want it. I think this Super Bowl will be the best one since uh, Brady coming back in the fourth quarter in overtime to beat Kyle Shanahan. Give did me. You watch, did you watch the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl? For a couple nah, years no, no, Super Bowl sucked. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Wouldn't you say that the Brady and Falcons one was no, definitely not better than the Eagles one. Absolutely not. I don't think so. Oh, and even even outside of the fact that I'm an Eagles fan, no way. That Eagles game was so interesting throughout. I I think was it just because the the Patriots lost? Was it just because the Patriots lost though? I mean, it helps. There (laughs) were some massive plays in that game, though. You know, like for instance, the Philly special. Um, Malcolm knocking out the receiver right off the bat. 
Tom Brady dropping the pass, Brady going off for historic numbers in the Super Bowl. Fair enough. It wasn't really an argument I was trying to make. I actually thought I was thinking the Falcons one was after, but no, that's definitely, they were consecutive years, right? Pretty much, yeah. I think Brady beating the Falcons next year, Eagles beat Brady. Yep. Okay. So there you go. It won't be that level of drama just based off of who is in it. But I do think Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Los Angeles Rams. And Burrow claims the throne as the next big thing. Give me the Bengals plus four. Wow. I like like that, Owen. Wow. I like that because that's where I'm at with it. I I really think Burrow is going to uh, solidify himself in this league with this game. So you it's, two are taking the Bengals to win it. Bengals. I'm taking the Rams. You're All taking right. Bengals line. Lone Wolf in it to end line. it. Interesting. All right. Well, I mean, we're still betting the spread, so it's technically still a loosey juicy. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But it's it's just it doesn't spirit, feel like it though. In spirit, there is still some conflict. Yes. All right. Ooh. That's it then, yeah? That completes the bets. That is the ultimate edition of Line is Right. Woo! Took, a, took about an hour 15. It was there. It was there. All right. I have one final trivia question for you guys. Ooh. One final trivia question for this season. And, of course, it has to do with the Super Bowl. Of course. All right. Owen kind of hinted at it, flirted with it a little bit earlier. I was like, oh, is he going to dive into it? Uh He didn't quite get there, which I'm glad. But you flirted with it. All right. Speaking of Super Bowl MVPs, Owen, there have been two defensive MVPs over the last decade. Since 2010, so decade plus. Can you name both of those Super Bowl MVPs that were defensive players? No. All right. Jeremy. <laughs> last, last decade? Decade. Yes, yeah, since 2010. So you're 12 years. So pretty much last decade. Um Two defensive MVPs to win it in the Super Bowl. I'll give you a hint here just to kind of start off the bat. If you want. Help you out a little bit. One was in 2014. And one was in 2016. Now, neither one was. The Super Bowl was in those years or it was a regular season 2014? Good question. Um. I believe it was the year it actually happened, but you know what? I'll, I'll come back to that. You, you think on it a little bit, but I will come back to that. Good. So two years apart, 14 and 16? Right. Yes, two years apart. See, Jeremy, what I was thinking was 13, was that the Niners-Ravens? I couldn't remember if Flacco actually won the Super Bowl MVP for that one or if it was Ray Lewis in his final year. 
Ray Lewis, I'm pretty sure, won the first one. That's where my head went right away. He won their first one back in 02 or whatever the hell it was. I could, not that long ago. But I'm fairly certain Flacco won that MVP. Fairly certain. Could be wrong. That would have uh, been the 2013. Well, I guess it could have been 2012. I thought it was 2013 regular. Season. I actually, you know, even beyond that, I think the actual, like, the lights won the MVP for that one or the power surge. But uh, so was the. Hold on. I, I got to confirm this. I don't want to say the wrong thing. It was the 2000. What did I tell you? 14. 14 and 16. So that was the year the Super Bowl happened. So the previous year season, the first one happened in 2014 year and then 2016 year. So, but the 2015 season and the 2013 season. Okay. So that must be in Flacco winning Super Bowl MVP in the 2013 Super Bowl. The year after, is that the Seahawks guy? Not, it's Malcolm, was it Malcolm Butler? Was, no, not Butler. Was not Malcolm X. Malcolm. Oh my God. Seth, first of all, wow. Um, second <laughs> of all. Um, yeah, while well, you threw out a Malcolm, I had to throw one out there. Those were both. Um, Seahawks Super Bowls, I think. Are you sure? Because I think the so the one I'm more sure about is Von Miller, right? No, 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 no. The one I'm sure about is the linebacker. What? Seahawks, Seahawks linebacker. Yeah. What's his name? Because it is the Raiders. It wasn't the Raiders afterwards. It wasn't KJ Wright, and it wasn't uh, Bobby Wagner. It was the other guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. So Seth, we, we know who the guy is. <laughs> you're 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 right. Yes. You got one. It was Malcolm Smith. Malcolm we Smith. We knew it was Malcolm. We knew it was Malcolm. Yep. Malcolm Smith has won. There you go. Congratulations. I think the next one might have been Malcolm Butler, the cornerback for the Patriots, but I'm I'm not positive on that. I gotta think this through. So he would have won it the year before. Oh no! So he won it the year he picked the picked it off. Then so that's saying. him. He's the other one. Then got to be him. So who won it? So who won it for the Broncos? Then was it Peyton? I thought I could have swore it was Von Miller. That's what I always had in my head, but I guess I I just don't. Super Bowl MVPs obviously aren't so readily available. No, because um, so I could have. They lost the year that Peyton was good, but they right. won the year that Peyton was bad. Right. God, was it Vaughn Miller? But it could have been, you know, I don't know, Marius Thomas or uh, I don't know. I think it's Vaughn Miller. I think I'm leaning Vaughn Miller. You said Malcolm Butler, though, as well. And that's where I was like, but I think we think Malcolm Butler, even though a year prior it was Malcolm Smith. You know what I'm saying? Because I think we think back and we're like, oh, yeah, Malcolm Butler definitely won a Super Bowl MVP. No, it was a year prior, different Malcolm. So do we have an answer? <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> Owen's going Von Miller. Shut up, Jeremy, son. where are you going? <laughs> He's torn. Um, 
Von Miller, I think you're right. I, mean, I think he did win an MVP, so we'll just go Von Miller. It is Von Miller. Yep. <clears throat> oh. I, I kind of thought maybe that would have been like your first obvious get it out of the way. Uh, but he didn't. I the obvious go yeah, ahead. I, I was save I was saving Von Miller because I was more sure about it. But I knew there was a Malcolm. I just didn't I was gonna say Malcolm Jenkins, but obviously that wasn't Ooh. right. And then I knew Malcolm Butler wasn't right. So I was like, well, who, who, how many more Malcolms are there? Well, Seth's left it off the fourth one. Um, see, I was sure on the Seahawks linebacker. I just couldn't remember his name. Yeah. Yep. No, you got it. All right. That is it, then. That is the show. That is Super Bowl preview. We will come back next week with a recap, of course, will be just as exciting. Have a good weekend. Enjoy Seth, the food. Oh, my bad. I yes. I want to throw in a question real quick. Just, okay. just going off that, that the historical question. If there is a defensive player to win the MVP, who would be your guys' betting odds? Aaron Donald by a mile. Um, Von Miller, close second. Maybe a Jesse Bates pick or two at three. I was thinking Jesse Bates was the guy for Cincinnati or, or Trey Hendrickson. If he goes crazy and has like three or four sacks. That's the thing maybe. for D lineman. It could take two sacks and you win it or, you know, one big, probably two big picks. If you're a defensive back. So my head went immediately to Jalen Ramsey. Like okay. that's who I would go with for sure. Then Jesse Bates. I wouldn't go defensive line other than Aaron Donald just because he's Aaron Donald. Um, because Brandon Graham in that Super Bowl against the Patriots had actually like a stellar game and the play of the game outside of the Philly special, and he didn't get it. So that's where I'd go like a game-changing like pick six would probably do it, you know? Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, that would be interesting. I, I, it's cool to see defensive players win it uh, because I don't think they get enough recognition during the – you know, during the regular season. So give it to them in the, in the playoffs. But anyways, are you guys staying home, going out? What are you doing for Super Bowl Sunday? Not concrete plans. Okay. Fair enough. I wanted to, but, uh, you know, Packers didn't make it. So I just, you know, I wanted to mope around for a while, but you I know, think I get it's it. I to, get it. Yep. It's getting to the point where I'm like, maybe I should go. Yeah. <laughs> I will be staying home, having a few people over, not many, just a few. Uh, but otherwise, I'll be uh, making some food here and enjoying the game. But to everybody else, enjoy it as well. Enjoy the commercials, halftime show, national anthem, the coin flip. Enjoy it all. It's the big game. It's finally here. We will see you all next week. But as always, adios. 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 Dude is a guy. That guy yeah, dude. is a dude.